Welcome to Teen Wealth Radio, a show just for teens, their parents, and educators to come together and discuss the issues that are affecting our youth today. Your host is Brandy England. Brandy is joined each week by amazing guests, as well as a regular panel of co-hosts who are here to give you ideas and encouragement every step of the way. We also have plenty of other surprises on today's show. So let's get started. Here's your host, Brandy England. Hey everybody, welcome back to Team Wealth Radio. I'm very excited this week uh, because the person that I'm interviewing is my co-host, Kevin Friesen. <laughs> hey, Brandy, how's it going? I'm well, thank you, Kev. How are you? Yeah, before everybody just turns the channel or changes station, I'm interviewing you too, so it's not just me. <laughs> this is true. Well, we've had pretty wicked lives and uh, we keep interviewing some really amazing guests, but I think it's time that our listeners get to know a little bit more about you and me and what makes us tick. And uh, hopefully they can relate to some of our stories and then look at some of our stories like, what were you thinking? <laughs> what not to do. Yeah, what not to do with Brandy and Kevin. <laughs> we could write a series of books on that, I'm sure. That's very true. Well, in my new YouTube show, Watch Me Fall, it's all about all the mistakes we make. So, yeah, let's let's get some of those rolling right now. I <laughs> <laughs> love that. Oh, gosh. Well, yeah, it's been a it's been a really, really fun show so far, hasn't it? We've done how many episodes now, do you know? Probably about 25, I'd say, because we did 13 in the first season, and we're probably on seven or eight this season. So, that's, yeah. that's great, great math. That's yeah, like thanks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 15 plus seven or eight is 23, 23, 24. I'm doing good. My math is my strong suit. <laughs> so uh, I just really cool about you I guess when we were just prepping for the show before so I just kind of want to go back before to kind of preface this story about high school and I just want to know a little bit about what your life in high school was like yeah well, well not great um, <laughs> <laughs> it was like I you know growing up in elementary school junior high we were all kind of stuck in the same class, right? I came from a, a smaller town in Saskatchewan, and well, not that small, like 17,000 people, but um, we were all in the same class, same school, hanging out. We were all sort of friends. And then all of a sudden, you know, people tend to get into their groups and cliques and all that stuff. And, and then junior high was, you know, trying to fit in and trying to be cool and trying to figure out what cool was um, because, you know, there were different versions of that. And then high school, everybody went their separate ways. And and it uh, and that's when the bullying started. And, you know, and I, I wasn't I wasn't necessarily well, I certainly wasn't popular, but I wasn't like, you know, in in the outs. But I just yeah, I didn't have a lot of friends and I was the victim of a little bit of, you know, bullying and stuff. Um or just a lot of teasing and that kind of thing. I used to have really, really chubby cheeks. <laughs> and uh, the kids would say if, if they put a basket under my chin, they could fly me around the world, <laughs> which was really nice. Good, they were good little you a hot air balloon. Is that what you're saying? That's, that's what it was. Yep. So, yeah, good times. Yeah. I bet. Well, hold up. I got to rewind here. But did you say 1700 in your high school or in the town that you grew up in? I said 17,000. And that was in the town I grew in. Up in in our high school, I think my graduating class was 400 people, so it was pretty big. Oh, um, 
That's huge. Yeah. My high school had 2,000 people in it, and we had less than that. We only had 300 gra- uh, in my yeah. graduate year. So. Yeah. Yeah, we only had the one um, the one high school in our in our city, so everybody went there. Well, not everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so uh, hot air balloon. What, did you have any weird nicknames or anything like that that people gave you? Uh, you know what? I I went to a, a camp growing up when I was um, ten, eleven, twelve, something like that, summer camp, and that was a blast. And and I actually met friends that became friends for life but there was a guy there that used to play on the Edmonton Eskimos and he was I don't know if he was a counselor or if he was just there helping out but he picked me first on his team because I think he saw that I was kind of the you know the odd man out and Mm -hmm. it meant so much to me just that he would do that and he called me Chip because Chipmunk Cheeks. (laughs) Oh my goodness. That was the first time that it actually became you know what I mean? It was perspective. It was like, okay, this isn't a bad thing. This is, it's a cool nickname now. And he just totally flipped that thing on its ear and went, okay, so what? You got chubby cheeks. So you're, you know, your name is Chip. That's cool. And you're on my team. And he, he just like totally, yeah, there, I, I don't often think about that, but you know, when I do talk about it, I'm like that, that was very significant for me. And yeah. you know, I mean, growing up, the people that I was so worried about what they were thinking about me, I I mean, first of all, I realized they weren't really thinking about me at all, so it didn't matter. But but where are they now? Like, you know, the the people that I put all my time and effort into wondering how to make them like me and stuff, they're they're just, they're nowhere now. Yeah. You know, or they're not, sorry, they're not involved in my life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Such a great saying, and I, I don't know if I'll see if I can find it. I have it written down somewhere, but it says when you're in your teens, you're worried about what everybody's thinking about you. When you're in your 20s, um, you're worried about uh, something else. And when you're in your 30s or 40s, you're, you're, you realize that nobody was thinking about you at all or that nobody was talking about you at all or whatever. I don't so, know if that relieves my stress or gives me more anxiety. You know? <laughs> Then no one cares. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Yeah, because I, I think we're all we're all really paranoid that people are always behind our back saying something negative about us or spreading gossip or something, aren't we? And or at least that was my experience in high school. I was always running around trying to put out fires and yeah. just going, "What's what are people saying?" And then I realized that it doesn't really matter, and they weren't really saying anything anyway. So right after high school, you left to move to L.A. to become an actor. How did you, how were you able to kind of flip that in your brain? If you were Chip, the chipmunk guy or hot air balloon boy and, and you didn't, you were always putting out flyers. How did you say, hey, I'm going to go be an actor in Los Angeles? Like, how did that, how did that happen? That's a big flip to me. In my head, I couldn't go from I don't like how I look to, hey, I want to be on TV and have everyone see me. So how did that work for you? Uh, good question. I, you know, I think because... When I was in high school, I got um, asked to be in a play, uh, which was Anne of Green Gables, uh, which, you, you know, mad? that's going to, uh, yeah, well, that's good, you know, pigtails and all, that's going to up my, my street cred and my popularity for sure. Um, and I was asked to be one of the school kids, and in the, in, in the play, they did a school pageant, and I had to wear a loincloth. 
that was it. I was meant to play like a Native American or something. I don't, I don't know what it was, right? In yeah. this school pageant and everybody was representing different cultures and backgrounds and all this. Um, and so I had to come on stage in a little, w- with a feather in my, <laughs> in my headband and a loincloth and for the whole school to see. And the teacher came up and said, you know, oh, no, no, sorry. And, and then there was another play. We did the Pink Panther. And that's what it was. The drama teacher, uh, drama teacher for all you Americans, drama, came up and, and pulled me out of class, out of, um, out of uh, uh, science class. It was calcular, calculus or science or something. And the teacher, I, sorry, I'm all over the map here, Brandy, but that's how we roll. The te- I remember that teacher told me, Kevin, if you drop out of this class, you'll never amount to anything in your life. That's what, that's, yeah, calculus, I think it was. Or yeah. So anyway, that was a fun, fun story too. But the drama teacher came and asked if she could pull me out of class and speak to me. And she said, "We're doing the Pink Panther, and I know you didn't audition for the play." And I said, "Oh yeah, no, I just I, I forgot about it or whatever." She goes, "Well, we have a part in there that I think only you can play." And I was like, "Oh, what's that?" And she said, "It's the butler." And the butler, in the evening, he moonlights as a female impersonator. And so we would need you to put on a full-length evening gown, a blonde wig, and a feather boa, and you'll be lip-syncing to Peggy Lee's Fever on stage in this play. And I didn't, again, I didn't know whether to take that as a compliment (laughs) or go, um, that's quite offensive to me that you think I'm the only one who can do that. But she was saying that I think you're funny enough that you can pull this off. And that changed my entire perception of high school. Well, so yeah, you, you did two plays in high school and both were politically incorrect, like incredibly politically oh, correct. Totally. Wow. I and mean, if, if that was today, yeah. I would have been, uh, yeah, I would have, I would have been blacklisted. I would have been kicked off Twitter. I w- it would have been... But, it, but at the time, it was just funny. Like, nobody took offense to it. And it became... So there were a 1,000 people in the audience for the Pink Panther. And we did it, I think, over six or seven nights or something. So there was a lot of people that saw this. And as a matter of fact, when I graduated, the principal, he was handing out the um, certificates or diplomas or whatever... And he's, you know, everybody's going through the line and shaking his hand on stage and getting pictures. And he's like, congratulations, really proud of you, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and when I came up, he shook my hand, gave me the diploma and said, I will never forget you in that dress. That was <laughs> what I got, right? So anyway, so um, yeah, so I had to go on stage and um, in this full length evening gown and, and blonde wig and do Peggy Lee's Fever. And it was absolutely hilarious. And I got so many laughs and whistles. And at the end of the play, when they did the curtain call, um, you know, and and you've got your main characters, Inspector Clouseau and all that, and people were cheering and clapping. When they introduced me, they went, I got a standing ovation. And that, to me, I went, hey, I can make people laugh, and this feels really good. And in spite of me being quirky and maybe not, you know, what's considered... I don't know, sexy in high school or whatever. I mean, the the oddball. Uh, and I grew into my cheeks. It was fine. It wasn't the worst thing in the world. I don't. Yeah, the rest I never of your get to. Pulled out quite nicely, actually, Kev. <laughs> 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 well, 
Well, and it's funny because I've actually done a little bit of modeling and, um, you know, I, I don't think of myself that way because I still, you know, I still hear those voices from not, not actually, but, you know, I still, those things kind of are in my memory from high school. Um, and so it, it always kind of plays on your, on your self-esteem and your self-image and all that kind of stuff. And ironically, after that, I got into working with youth and started teaching self-esteem courses. So yeah. it's just ironic, yeah. It's pretty incredible where life leads us because of certain little things. So you went from playing a transgender in a Stop. high school play and being in a no. long class to going all the way to L.A., where you got to work with some celebrities. And before we go to the break, could you tell everyone what celebrities you got to meet and work with? Because that's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, but, yeah, it wasn't transgender. <laughs> I was just in a dress doing an impersonation, that's all. I thought it was a but, butler who was a woman at night. Is that not? Uh, yeah, he was a butler who performed, yeah, all right, fair enough, whatever. <laughs> um, it's not how I looked at it in high school, but, yeah. Um, I've got pictures of that, too. I'll have to show you someday. Um, unless my mom... My mom may have burned them all, which is probably smarter. So, um, and thank God we weren't on social media back then. But, uh, yeah, so I got to work with um, Halle Berry, um, Ben Affleck. Uh, I worked on the original 90210 back when it first started. And wow. that was, everybody was going nuts because that was the most popular show, biggest show on TV at the time. And so I thought I had arrived and I worked on... Um, life goes on. If you remember that show, Party of Five, had some had some really cool experiences. But yeah, and I just so I just turned my insecurity into into a um, into a strength. I just went from my you know I I maybe look a little bit funny or <laughs> act a little bit funny and took my humor and went let's just make this work. Yeah, that's the best way to do it. All right, we'll go to commercial break and we'll come back with more. Thanks, Jeff. <laughs> Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Are you tired of people asking you what you want to be when you grow up? Well, we can help. What if we gave you the money to start your own business? All you have to do is join the Teen Wealth Club. Even if you have no idea what you want to do, we can help you have the life of your dreams and play by your own rules. We are real, real people who believe that your life can be whatever you want it to be. And we know it works because we have hundreds of other teens just like you who are doing it right now. Check out GlobalTeenWealth.org and start the life of your dreams today. Don't forget to mention Teen Wealth Radio and we'll send you a free gift when you join. Or you can call us at 1-855-866-TEEN. That's 1-855-866-8336. GlobalTeenWealth.org. We're here to get you started on your future. I'm busy and so is my family. Leftover pizza and unhealthy takeout isn't really doing it for us anymore. 
Just ask my bathroom scale. That all changed when I found Freshly. For less than $10 a meal, Freshly delivers six meals a week, always fresh, never frozen, prepared by top chefs and nutritionists using the best, freshest, gluten-free ingredients. The best part is the menu is always new and fresh, just like the food, and it only takes three minutes for me to prepare breakfast, lunch, or dinner, and there's no messy cleanup and no dishes. My family loves the choices and the taste and freshly delivers to my home and my office so I eat healthy all day, every day. If you're tired of the same old cardboard delivery and takeout, try out Freshly.com today and save $20 on your first order using coupon code VAH639 at Freshly.com. Your taste buds and your scale will thank you. So save 20 bucks today with coupon code VAH639 at Freshly.com. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned in to Teen Wealth Radio. To join in the conversation, send an email to Brandy at GlobalTeenWealth.com. That's Brandy with an I at GlobalTeenWealth.com. Now, back to this week's show. So, Kev, we talked a little bit about your high school experience and then going to L.A. and get to work, getting to work with some really cool uh, actors and a passion that you loved and how you kind of overcame that. What uh, did, Was there ever a point in your life when you kind of settled into your own skin and, and was it acting that got you there, working with youth that got you there, or when did you just kind of be like, okay, I'm Kevin Friesen, I'm comfortable, this is this is me? And it was, did, did you ever have a moment like that or several moments like that, or are you still figuring that out? <laughs> I was going to say, some days I think I'm still trying to figure that out, right? Because there's always that tug to, um, to want it's an inherent need to make people like you or to want people to like you and to fit in and to be needed and accepted and all that. So I think to, to answer your question, yes, I, there was a moment, there were times where I, where I thought, okay, yeah, I'm comfortable, but I think it's still something that we all deal with every day and that I'm still going, okay, you don't have to try so hard. (laughs) And sometimes you pull back the reins, but, um, yeah, in, in college, uh, I think there was a, a moment where I went, yeah, okay. I'm, I'm people like me and I don't have to always be funny. I can yeah. just be me. Cause I, I remember there was a time where, um, I, I went completely like everything was a joke because I realized that I was getting a reaction for that. Yeah. And maybe some, there were a lot of times where I crossed the line and I went, why did I say that just to try and make people laugh? And I've yeah. actually offended people or, you know, and, and my favorite saying was <laughs> for me was the, the, I'm so far over the line, the line is a dot. If I look in the rearview mirror, yeah. you know what I mean? I just, I just went with it. Yeah. And, um, and I, I had a friend uh, that came up to me one day and she goes, Kev, you don't have to, to be so funny all the, or no, sorry. I, I decided I was going to go like not funny at all because I didn't want people just to like me for my humor. So I decided to go no humor and this is me trying to figure myself out. Right. Yeah. Um, and my friend came up to me and she goes, Kev, people love you. You don't have to try. You don't have to. I mean, I see what you're doing to shut down the humor, but you don't have to go to extremes. Just be yourself. And if you're funny, you're funny. And if you're not, people still like you. Yeah. So, 
that that kind of really helped as well where I just went yeah I don't I don't not everything has to be a joke but it's okay to to be funny and you know me I'm like the biggest kid there is I love well next to you I think we're both <laughs> cut from the same cloth yeah. it, you know I always say too like I just always want to be free and have fun and and be a kid but there's times where that's not possible where you have to you know fuck up and be an adult and make hard choices and you know what I mean and then but the rest of the time just I I just never want to take life too seriously it's too much fun yeah agreed agreed (laughs) (laughs) so I always say I think the biggest thing that's like like faulting a lot of people is like they've lost their sense of wonder about the world like being a child and and like I just saying to my buddy this morning I spent the night at a friend's house we had a big family dinner and then in the morning I left and I had a very small raincoat on and it was pouring rain and he said oh take an umbrella and I said no no I'm cool and he's like what are you crazy I said no because when it's raining and I'm stuck in the rain I love it I'm one of those people that will jump in puddles at 32 yeah. years old <laughs> and and just like sing and spin around and people think I'm nuts like people do but I go home feeling so great at the end of the day because I feel like a child and and I think uh, going back to kind of what you were saying about being funny or not funny or whatever I think um, anyone can see someone genuine and someone fake you know what I mean and I think no matter if you're funny or not funny or happy or unhappy if you're genuinely whatever you are People yeah. will like you because they see that that's real. And I think that's like the biggest defining thing for me. And I've learned that in every case because I've gone into different situations in my life where I've tried to be or dress or act like the other people in that area. Yeah. And I'm like, that's not me. So they don't like me because I'm pretending. People like real. Yeah. You know? yeah. 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 And I, I mean, I, the people that I really looked up to in high school or wanted to be like that I thought were cool you know what I mean? Then I, I look back and go, nah, it was just, it was just all a bit of an act and they were fake. And, and then the people that I really admire now are the mm-hmm. people that it's not that they don't care. Um, it's not like that they're apathetic or anything, but they just, they're not bothered by what everybody thinks of them. They're not trying to earn people's approval or, um, you know, and the respect and the approval and, and the, and the like for that person just happens automatically or organically. I for a lot of relationships, like I know a lot of girls that chase men, <laughs> chase boyfriends, and and people don't like that. They, I mean, they, you like to be pursued a little bit because it's kind of like, ooh, somebody likes me. But sometimes it's just too much. And, and my girlfriends used to tease me because I always had men that were much more attractive than me chasing me and it was just because I didn't care and then yeah. my girlfriend's like how did you get that guy he's a swimsuit model for Nike and I'm like well yeah, I don't know I just he's a dude he's just, we had a conversation I didn't like what he had to say so I moved on and he followed because he was like yeah. Hey, yeah hold on a second here because I was genuine and he was trying to be that guy yeah. you know what I mean so it was, it's it's interesting yeah yeah Kind of makes me laugh. So, anyways, what going back to kind of after your acting and you got into youth and all that kind of stuff, what what's always been super important to you? Like, if you could pick two or three things that have always been important to you in your life, whether it's things or people or attitudes or whatever, what what would those be? Like, what what are kind of some of your driving factors? Uh, I mean, anybody who knows me would say the most important thing to me in my life is relationships. Mm-hmm. Our relationship is relationship. Uh, family and friends to me, I I love 
I love my family and my friends and I would do anything for them. And I want, I hope that people know that because, mm-hmm. uh, and again, not to be liked or to be approved or <laughs> accepted, but because that's really the most important thing I've got in my life. I mean, if I had all the money in the world and all the toys in the world and everything and nobody to share it with, I think that would really actually suck. And there's a lot of probably a lot of people listening that go, no, that would be the greatest thing in the world because I hate people. Yeah. Um, you know, and and I've had a lot of jobs where, uh, you know, and you too, Brandy, where we work with the public and I always say the best thing about working with people is people and the worst thing about working with people is people. Yeah. Um, but I, but, you know, good, bad, <laughs> right, wrong, pretty or ugly, I, I love people and I love getting to know people and that's why I've always kind of, yeah, so, and I would say the other thing, um, I, I had something growing up where I was trying to find myself and I was trying to, to give myself goals and, and, you know, purpose and all that kind of stuff. And I said the three things that I want to accomplish in my life or to be, uh, or characteristics of my life is humility, uh, sorry, two things, humility and integrity. Um, and those things were, were, um, yeah, those are things I always wanted to go after because I admired those in other people. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you, you do what you say and yeah. you say what you do. Yeah. Um, never give people a reason to doubt your word. Yeah. Um, you know, if you say you're going to be there at 10, you're not there at 10.02, that's disrespecting people's time. And if you're going to be late, that's fine, but you let them know or, you know, what are those big things like that, they're, they're actually very small things that make a massive difference. Um, yeah. You know, if you're going for a job interview or if you're, if you're in a meeting with someone, those are such huge things that I think, and I know you've talked about that with youth as well. When I, when I talk uh, and do self-esteem courses and, and all that, that's your word is really, that, that defines your character. So if yeah. you say something, do it. And that's to me that if I tell you, I'm going to call you, I'll call you. If I don't know that I'm going to call you, I'll say, I'll try to call you. But that's yeah. usually just a, just a cop out anyway, because you know you're not going to. It's it's really, it's interesting, too, because my mother raised me to be a half an hour early for everything. And if I was five minutes early for something, I was late. And yeah. uh, so yeah. it really floored me when I started traveling, because other cultures are not like that at all. It's kind of like, yeah, it's around five o'clock, so that's between four and six. <laughs> and yeah, that yeah, basically yeah, lose yeah. my mind. Yeah. Like, right after high school, I went to Brazil, and I'd been there for, I think it was like four or five months, and I had made... I don't know, quite a few friends because I was in a small town in Brazil where I was the only foreigner that was there. And so everyone kind of wanted to hang out with me. Da, da, da. And then I threw a birthday party at the host family that I was staying with house. And I said to everyone, seven o'clock. And by 830, right. not a single person had come. And I had invited like 40 or 50 people. And I literally, because I was 17 and I was still struggling with my self-esteem a lot at that time, in another country, wasn't sure what was going on. I started, I just sat there and cried. And my host family had put on this big party and they had kegs and food. And And about nine o'clock at night, like two hours after I'd set the party, I started hearing people singing happy birthday. Anyways, my host mother came and she's like, it's okay, it's okay, come to the door. So I opened the door. There were over 100 people outside wow. there singing happy birthday. And they had all gathered out there to surprise me. But to them, 7 o'clock, was like, yeah, around 9 o'clock. Like, it was just whatever. Yeah. And uh, 
it was probably the neatest birthday of my life because it taught me quite a few lessons and uh, it was just interesting. I learned kind of not to give up on people and that different cultures are different and different cultures are different. That's I was true. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, gosh, did I, did I write those invitations in English? Cause maybe nobody understood them. <laughs> yeah. I could have been it. You know. <laughs> well, and it's funny you say that. I know we got to go to a break in a sec here, but um, I I always say that as well. Like if I'm on time, I'm late. Yeah. You know, and it's funny your mom taught you that too. But there's a difference between um, being anal about your time and and knowing when to be flexible too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Like agreed. a cultural thing, and and you know, those kind of things are a little bit different. But when you when you're putting people on the, you know, you're making people wait and stuff. I just think that. Someone said that to me real quick before we go to break. I, I was training with a guy from the gym and I would always show up like I my best intentions. I would I would try and be there right on time. But usually that meant, you know, I'd go into the locker room change and I'd be five minutes late to start. And one day he told me, Kev, you know, you when you're not here ready to go, what you're doing is you're telling me that your time is more important than mine. And yeah. you're actually just. Dis- my time when I'm waiting for you and that that was like a bullet to the <laughs> to the heart and I'm just like you're absolutely right and I never want to disrespect anybody so mm-hmm. that totally changed and now I'm like hey no I gotta I gotta allow for that time so I'm not late yeah speaking of I know <laughs> A-Rod is telling us we gotta go to break I better respect them <laughs> all right we'll be back very shortly here we go A-Rod <laughs> Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Are you tired of people asking you what you want to be when you grow up? Well, we can help. What if we gave you the money to start your own business? All you have to do is join the Teen Wealth Club. Even if you have no idea what you want to do, we can help you have the life of your dreams and play by your own rules. We are real, real people who believe that your life can be whatever you want it to be. And we know it works because we have hundreds of other teens just like you who are doing it right now. Check out GlobalTeenWealth.org and start the life of your dreams today. Don't forget to mention Teen Wealth Radio and we'll send you a free gift when you join. Or you can call us at 1-855-866-TEEN. That's 1-855-866-8336. GlobalTeenWealth.org. We're here to get you started on your future. I'm busy and so is my family. Leftover pizza and unhealthy takeout isn't really doing it for us anymore. Just ask my bathroom scale. That all changed when I found Freshly. For less than $10 a meal, Freshly delivers six meals a week, always fresh, never frozen, prepared by top chefs and nutritionists using the best, freshest, gluten-free ingredients. The best part is the menu is always new and fresh, just like the food, and it only takes three minutes for me to prepare breakfast, lunch, or dinner, and there's no messy cleanup and no dishes. 
My family loves the choices and the taste and freshly delivers to my home and my office so I eat healthy all day every day. If you're tired of the same old cardboard delivery and takeout, try out Freshly.com today and save $20 on your first order using coupon code VAH639 at Freshly.com. Your taste buds and your scale will thank you. So save 20 bucks today with coupon code VAH639 at Freshly.com. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned in to Teen Wealth Radio. To join in the conversation, send an email to Brandy at GlobalTeenWealth.com. That's Brandy with an I at GlobalTeenWealth.com. Now, back to this week's show. So, Kev, we kind of talked about what was important to you in your life. Um, if you could, I don't know, like pick some random person throughout history that you would want to have dinner with who might uh, in like open up some doors or something for you or give you some new ideas on something or help you fulfill what's important to you in life. Do you have one that kind of comes to mind or like someone, anybody from history, alive or dead, that you could have dinner with and just kind of pick their brains? Uh, I mean, People always ask this question, and I get anxiety attacks because I want it to be a really cool answer. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, I, 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 there's so many people from history that I, I would love to just sit and I, I love like, you know, uh, true stories, movies, that kind of thing, and I, I'm fascinated by that stuff. And um, but I think two answers, and this is because you put me on the spot, but one. <laughs> I would, I would love to to sit with Jesus and have dinner with Jesus. I think that would be amazing. And and then I would love to sit with myself as a as as a kid. Huh. I don't I don't know if that's possible. I've never heard anybody say that answer, but I would love to just sit and go it's going to be okay. Well, sweetheart, I don't know if it's possible to sit with Jesus too. So you're okay. It's fine. <laughs> okay, nobody knows. The, the three of us at a dinner party would be very surreal. <laughs> you, your former self, and Jesus? Is that who you're? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That, uh, I just I would love to sit with myself, though, as a kid and, and honestly just say, yeah, it's, it's going to be okay. Because I had so many issues and insecurities and fears. And um, actually gets me a little bit emotional thinking about it because I was, I was like I was really – worried that I'd have no friends and that I wouldn't my biggest fear in life anybody that has ever said what's your biggest fear in life instantly I say I don't I'm terrified of being average I don't want this you know I don't want to not make a difference I don't want to just kind of plow through life nine to five not that there's anything wrong with those jobs but I want to I want to do something that impacts people and makes a difference and and I just had no um confidence self-confidence growing up and and um yeah and I, I just wish I could yeah I wish I could could have done that because it would have maybe made the the childhood years a little bit easier okay so let me pose the question this way then if you could trade lives with someone for just one day to see what it was like to walk in their shoes who would it be and why you know I think I'm not sure if I can answer this specifically for you, but 
I, I would again, you know me, I can't commit. <laughs> I go, I need to answer two questions. Um, I would go extreme. I would go like the most powerful person or the richest person in the world. Like, um, I'm not sure if I'd want to be maybe Donald Trump right now, but, but, um, you know, I'd want to experience what it was like to have everything and just, and, and, and see what that was like, because I, I, you always hear that people who have everything are, are not happy and whatever, but then I'd like to experience someone who had nothing, you know what I mean? And I, and I've met, I've done a lot of trips where we work with, um, you know, kids at risk or underprivileged people and they live in like this little tin shack in the middle of nowhere and they have nothing. They're super happy. And I've always looked at that and go, how can you, how can you be so happy? You know, you don't have a Twitter account. Don't you understand? <laughs> like, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, so I think I'd, I'd love to, you know, I'd love to be in someone's shoes who everyone admires or wants to be like, mm-hmm. just to see that they're still human. That it's not it's not all it's cracked up to be. Like I know, um, and this I don't I don't like name dropping or anything, but I know some people who are like massive um, celebrities, singers, and uh, actors, and that kind of thing. That everybody, I mean, they probably have you know millions and millions and millions of followers, um, yeah. but but they're not you know they they don't have it all together. They're not happy all the time, and they they. They deal with the same things we do, just yeah. they can pay for a lot of problems to go away. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, interesting that you brought that up because I've 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 never like been a super wealthy or super poor uh, person, but I've dated both sides. I've dated like um, I dated a man who lived in a house that was literally a couple hundred square feet where the roof was caving in. There were 12 people living there. They could barely put food on the table for all of them, but they were so happy because they were all together and they took care of each other. And then I also dated a multi-millionaire who had everything. And it was just like, it was out of this world. What, what his life was like. And so I got to kind of live with both of them at different times. And, and I've dated quite a few millionaires. I know that sounds really weird. Uh, one of them was actually a billionaire. Like it was just out of this world, the helicopters and things that he had yeah. on his roof. Like, and then the other ones that are scraping a dollar together a day just to put hot food on the table and being able to date them and live with them and really see how the world was like in, in that way, that was really eye opening to me. Cause I kind of felt like I got to do what you were talking about. And, and, and who, I mean, not, uh, not good to maybe compare them, but who was, who was happier? Who was the, who were you more at, at ease with or had more fun with, or was it kind of just totally different? Well, the man that lived in the uh, 12, uh, 12 people in a very tiny, tiny house is now my fiance. So, uh, oh, I was going to ask, did, did he go on to um, to win a chocolate factory? Because <laughs> that's what that sounds like. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Charlie, Charlie, sure does. Everybody well, he won me, and I'm better than a chocolate factory. So. <laughs> <laughs> I swear go. that's what he would say. I swear it. We know we've been friends for 15 years, and and he always finds the joy in little things. Where the other guy was out of this. I mean, he spent 15 grand for me on my birthday. Mm-hmm. Like I had courtside seats to every basketball football game in town that week. VIP tickets to Cirque du Soleil, thousands of dollars in clothes, my own personal limo driver, and like those were the things that made him really excited. But whenever he didn't have one of them, he yeah. wasn't 
as happy because that wasn't truly fulfilling him. And he was really upset when him and I broke up because he Mm -hmm. said that I was the only thing that made him happy. And what I realized is if like he needed to make himself happy first and then find the woman to accompany that. And so I think, I don't know, I don't think either of them were perfectly happy but I think those the oh. one that didn't have anything found joy in the simpler things because I'm a pretty simple chick I don't I don't yeah. bring a lot to a relationship <laughs> for all my love and good cooking so <laughs> <laughs> well and you know what I was thinking was you getting to experience everything at your beck and call mm-hmm. and you know whatever you wanted you got and yeah. having uh, you know being with someone that just was grateful to to eat that day or something. I mean, it, it probably is why, and I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, make you blush here a little bit, but you are super balanced. Like you are just, you are the, the, one of the most positive, um, encouraging, optimistic people I've ever met. And I've worked with a ton of people and, um, (laughs) I got a ton of people. And I mean, I, I've worked with people who are, um, motivational speakers and all that kind of stuff, and they don't have half the passion that you do. Um, and and I think that's really cool. And and I like how you said it too with with um, with your fiance who saw the joy in little things. It's because that's an attitude of gratitude, right? Mm-hmm. And you have that when you're happy, when you're when you're. Um, one of my favorite sayings, and I think we talked about this last season. And you're like, oh, say that again, and I want to write that down. Is if you woke up tomorrow and all you had was what you were thankful for today, what uh-huh. would you have? Oh, I love that question. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> that is so right. great. My business partner and I, we met at a conference where the guy said that every morning he wakes up and looks out at the world and asks himself, how can it get any better than this? And Evan does that every morning now. Evan Oglesby, you've met him on the radio and stuff before, the former NFL player. And uh, he he and I he said that to me that he now starts doing it and now I've started doing it and it's really amazing these I literally look outside when it's pissing rain or it's boiling hot in the sun and I'm like how can it get any better than this and I just am thankful for the fact that I can feel the sun on my face or the rain on my shoulders and then I can walk back inside my apartment where it's warm or air conditioned close the door and be comfortable because just reminding yourself every morning that there are other places that you could be in better or worse situations. <laughs> is so oh. it's a humbling thing and you need to do that every day <laughs> yeah yeah well that's true. and so that's a that's a favorite saying of mine and i think every day when i'm going through issues or whatever i said well at least i'm thankful for this or at least i have this or at least these people are in my my life you know we just got a phone call yesterday that someone in michelle's family passed away and i'm like you know i didn't get a phone call like that today yeah and i'm very grateful. I'm, I'm very thankful for that. Right. So it doesn't have to be stuff. It just, it's, you know, health or, or mm-hmm. whatever. So anyway, yeah. All right. So we got less than a minute before we go to commercial break again. Uh, can you give me your top three things still on your bucket list? In 45 Ooh, seconds. Well, <laughs> in, my, in 45 seconds. Uh, oh gosh. Well, I love I love, I love, I don't like, I don't like panic attacks. Um, I love, uh, I, I want to travel. I have so many places on my, on my bucket list to travel, um, like South Africa. And um, I've never been to New York and I would love to, 
Me I would love. Really? I've been oh, to like every man. state and I've never been to New York. That's so funny. Yeah. And I lived in LA for for like three or four years and, and traveled all across the US, but never, never been to New York. So that's definitely one in Cape Town. And um, yeah, so traveling is a big one. Um, yeah, I think we're out of time. We got to go commercial. Maybe I can think of two more then. <laughs> Sounds good. Everybody will be back with Kevin's final answer in a minute and a half after this. You don't want to miss it. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Hey you, yeah you, are you tired of people asking you what you want to be when you grow up? Well, we can help. What if we gave you the money to start your own business? All you have to do is join the Teen Wealth Club. Even if you have no idea what you want to do, we can help you have the life of your dreams and play by your own rules. We are real, real people who believe that your life can be whatever you want it to be. And we know it works because we have hundreds of other teens just like you who are doing it right now. Check out GlobalTeenWealth.org and start the life of your dreams today. Don't forget to mention Teen Wealth Radio and we'll send you a free gift when you join. Or you can call us at 1-855-866-TEEN. That's 1-855-866-8336. GlobalTeenWealth.org. We're here to get you started on your future. I'm busy and so is my family. Leftover pizza and unhealthy takeout isn't really doing it for us anymore. Just ask my bathroom scale. That all changed when I found Freshly. For less than $10 a meal, Freshly delivers six meals a week, always fresh, never frozen, prepared by top chefs and nutritionists using the best, freshest, gluten-free ingredients. The best part is the menu is always new and fresh, just like the food, and it only takes three minutes for me to prepare breakfast, lunch, or dinner, and there's no messy cleanup and no dishes. My family loves the choices and the taste and freshly delivers to my home and my office so I eat healthy all day, every day. If you're tired of the same old cardboard delivery and takeout, try out Freshly.com today and save $20 on your first order using coupon code VAH639 at Freshly.com. Your taste buds and your scale will thank you. So save 20 bucks today with coupon code VAH639 at Freshly.com. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned in to Teen Wealth Radio. To join in the conversation, send an email to Brandy at GlobalTeenWealth.com. That's Brandy with an I at GlobalTeenWealth.com. Now, back to this week's show. So if you were here with us before the break, Kevin did say that he was going to try and think of two other things that are on his bucket list, but he spent the whole time talking and laughing, so I doubt he's going to have the last two things. Did you, did you think of two more things, Kev? You know me too well, Brandy. Uh, we just talked and laughed during the break. I forgot all about that question. <laughs> Short-term happy. It's all good. <laughs> um, okay, I want to ask you, what's your greatest flaw and what's your greatest strength? Oh, gosh. Um, my greatest flaw. I think my greatest flaw is also 
I don't know if it's my greatest strength. I am I am very okay. My greatest strength. I I love making people laugh. I love to help people. I love um, meeting new people. And I think I'm very, 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 very optimistic. Always full of hope. Always full of passion. Not always. I mean, we just like you. We all have our bad days. But I think that's something I'm. I always want to find the joy in everything. I wanna. I want to laugh. I want to have fun. I want to just be grateful and thankful. I think that's one of my greatest strengths. My greatest flaw is I think I overcommit. <laughs> and the part of that is insecurity. And part of that is wanting to be accepted and make people like me. And so I want to always try and, and accommodate everybody. And I, mm-hmm. I'm learning to say no. I'm learning to put boundaries in. Or, or I have learned. I mean, I'm way better at it than, than when I was growing up um, because I realized that saying no didn't mean that people didn't like you. It just, yeah, in many cases, it meant they respected you more because you had yeah. that ability to say no. But you help when you can. And yeah, good question, though. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, um, I definitely, my, I have like a couple of biggest flaws. <laughs> um, yeah. Definitely one of my biggest flaws is being afraid to ask for things. I am mm-hmm. such a wuss. I'm so, I don't know what it is in me, but I am so afraid to upset people. And it can be people I don't even know or like that I just, I don't, I don't ask for things that I need or want. Like, I probably could have been far more successful already in my life if I had just got the balls to man up and say, hey, this is what I need. Help me. But I just want to prove to the whole world I can do it by myself, which is the dumbest thing on because I know that anything I've ever achieved well has had a team around me. And then, uh, so, so I just got a tattoo, actually, right there on my arm. It says fear less. And it's not fearless because I'm definitely not fearless, but it says fear less. Because I want myself to look, and it's facing me. The words are facing towards me, which all my friends think is ridiculous. I think it should face the rest of the world, but it's for me. And I just want to, I know that I could help so many more young people if I just stopped getting, and got out of my own head, you know what I mean? And just said, called up a few people and said, hey, look, this is what I need from you right now. Can you do it? And I'm so afraid of upsetting someone or whatever that I that I'm still really struggling with this. But I got the tattoo two weeks ago. Nice. <laughs> so I'm I'm working towards right now being a, a lot tougher and a lot ballsier. So that's definitely one of my biggest flaws. And my other biggest flaw is that I'm content. It's a good thing. It's probably one of my best strengths too. I'm very content with my life. I have a roof over my head, food in my stomach, blah 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 blah. But I could have been so much further and helped so many more people if I had had more drive. I never get unhappy. Like, I mean, we have our days where we feel moody or whatever, but I never get so unhappy that I'm like, oh, I got to pick myself up and change the world. Like, I'm just content. I'm just dee-dee-dee-dee, life is good, blah, 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 blah. So I never have that need to, like, when you're sleeping outside, you want to be sleeping inside. I never have that, bam, I need something pushing me. So that's what I'm going to focus on this year. Yeah, and, and it, isn't it interesting, our perspective, because everybody who knows you would say, no, you have more drive than than 10 people combined. I mean, you are constantly, and I get what you're saying about, you know, the contentment and all that stuff, but um, yeah, I would never say that that's an issue for you, because you're always, every time we talk, it's like, I, you know, I'm doing a YouTube channel, or I'm writing a book, or I'm just going to learn how to 
to get my pilot's license so I can fly to Brazil and say hi to some friends next weekend. And then, you know, <laughs> like it's whatever. Yeah. Well, I, I, but I know my potential. And I think that's what really bothers me is I know that my potential is so much more than that. So I dilly dally in 20 different things instead of focusing on one or two really important things, getting them done and then moving on. And again, asking for, for what I need. So yeah, it's, mm. I, I think that's a great question. And a lot of these questions came about when I started traveling and I started interviewing people who had had really difficult lives and trying to figure out what made them kind of overcome all of their shit. And, um, yeah, I don't, it's like, I have a hundred more questions that I want to ask you just to find out how your brain and heart tick, my dear, because mm-hmm. I enjoy hosting the show with you so much. I think our producer, you may have heard him, uh, shout, get a shout out from Kevin. I once in a while, his name's a rod. And I think maybe, uh, on our next episode or two, he's going to have some questions for us. We'll see. We'll see what happens. <laughs> but Kev, we have probably two minutes left. If you could give your past self, a few pieces of advice based on what you've learned and who you've become, what would they be? Always use deodorant. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just, I'm kidding. Um, (laughs) uh, If I could say it again, Brandy, if I could give my past self. Yeah. So you brought that if you could hang out with one person for a day from any time in history, who would it be? And you said your past self, and you said the one thing that you would tell them is, is going to be okay. What other piece of, advice would you give that kid before we go out of the episode for the day uh just uh, trust yourself because you're you're a good person and you know people like you and just you don't have to prove anything to anybody just be yourself i i would say um give more love more um you know be be aware of the moment more um and, and you said something earlier that really triggered and, and I was thinking for all, for all the teenagers that are listening and stuff like, I know high school is not an easy time, especially now with social media and all the different issues you guys are facing, but you, <laughs> every single one of you has gifts and talents and abilities and that's really ultimately why we're doing this show because um, Brandy and I, well Brandy and you've started this whole thing, you have such a passion for for teens and and to see them um, realize their passion and their gifts and their talents and to and I, I just I just want to see people skyrocket. You know what I mean? Um, so for me to to give advice to my younger self, it's like um, don't take life too seriously. Enjoy every minute. Everything always works out. Yeah. Everything, right, yeah. wrong, good, bad. It always works out. The only difference is your attitude going through it. And I never want to look back and, and regret that I, you know, I freaked out or I was anxious or I was nervous or I was negative or I was angry or, you know what I mean? I just, I want to always, I love this saying, always be the most positive outgoing person in a room, mm-hmm. you know? And I just, I've always tried to to envelop that saying and just go, I, I just want to, when other people are down, I want to try and lift them up. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. That's a good call, and I think that's what you do in your life. So you've achieved one of the things that you would have told yourself as a kid, at least. (laughs) That's pretty awesome. Well, I I hope this uh, has been a little bit interesting, a little insight into your co-host of Teen Wealth Radio for anyone out there listening. And and if you do have a question, you can always email Brandy with an I at globalteenwealth.com. You can find us anywhere on social media, Teen Wealth Radio on Twitter, 
GTW CEO on Instagram. And uh, you can call our 1-800 number anytime. It's 1-855-866-TEEN, and that's 8336. And uh, we'll be back next week. And if you didn't check out last week's episode, it was absolutely incredible. It was with Eddie Wade, um, a mental health counselor that has gone through her own anxiety issues, and it was just amazing. So check out last week's episode if you didn't get the chance uh, to listen to it live because it was just spectacular. Kev, thanks again. Have fun in Australia next week. Have a great week. Thanks, love. Thanks for being part of Teen Wealth Radio. Please join your host, Brandy England, her guests, and panel of experts again next Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an awesome week, and we'll see you here for the next show. 